Hello and welcome to another episode of Gaijin Bento. My name is Brian. And I'm Sage. A podcast made for degenerate weebs and Japan enthusiasts. We talk about all kinds of Japanese culture and media. How are you, Sage? I'm doing pretty dandy. How about you, Brian? I'm doing great. So <clears throat> that actually, this greeting reminds me of the difference, <laughs> the differences in greetings in Japanese in the U.S. Oh yeah, how so? For that matter, like just the U.S. and other English-speaking languages too. So you know when you greet someone, you say hello, how are you in the U.S. It's really more so just like saying hello. You know, you're not really asking someone how they're doing. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so like other parts of the world find it weird i know i've talked to some people from the uk and they're like uh, people who visited the u.s and they've gotten the hello how are you and then they start to talk about their day i'm like whoa 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 i just said hello <laughs> Wait, whoa take it easy hey just take it easy <laughs> so they also find it kind of strange in japan i i've explained it to them and when they actually ask you you know how you're doing they they actually want to hear you out they so want to hear more than funny. they want to hear more than just like oh uh, genki desu like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like and you're like and more <laughs> yeah go on I'm like oh it's not over <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of funny i don't know why it just randomly reminded me of that <laughs> so uh i'm really excited i finally <laughs> decided on where i want to go for my my trip my spring break trip oh share with the class yes so I'm going to stay in Fukuoka for four days. So Fukuoka has a special place in my heart because it was the first city that I actually was able to walk around. It was like only like two days, maybe a little less, but it was mostly business. But uh, it was the first city that I actually walked and was able to explore a bit because I didn't mention this in the first episode when I talked about first the first time I arrived in Japan, but after my two weeks of quarantine in, in uh, Narita, which is mm -hmm. in Chiba Prefecture, we were, we just literally went straight to the airport and flew out to Fukuoka. So my, uh, my company is actually based in Fukuoka. So we flew over there and we were there for about two days and I was actually able to explore and it was kind of exciting. This is my first time actually exploring a city in Japan. So it was really cool. And it was like, maybe it was like a day and a half because a lot of it was traveling. And after that, we went down straight to Kagoshima and from Kagoshima, we flew. I flew out to my island. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited because I'll actually get time to explore it on my own time without having to worry about business. But I'm planning on trying to visit as many prefectures in Kyushu as I can. The Fukuoka prefecture is uh, has like the biggest city in Kyushu. It's a pretty trendy city. It's really cool. So I'm really excited. They're they're very known for uh ramen actually. Oh we were talking about that earlier. You'll have to do like a like a ramen tasting and kind of like talk about your experience at different places. Oh yes. I got to try uh ramen last time I was in Fukuoka, but it was it's called Ichiran. Uh but it's kind of a nationwide uh, chain restaurant. It did start in Fukuoka though, but Oh that's cool. But I really want to try a local restaurant. I tried one in Osaka, and I almost I was like in tears from how delicious it was. Oh yeah, the the local ones out there are fantastic. Yes, I'm so excited for that. And yeah, I really want to go to Kumamoto 
So I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get a uh, a J Rail pass uh, for the Shinkansen. They do have like a day passes now. For a long time, they actually didn't have it for foreign nationals, but now they do. So oh, it, cool. it used to be just yeah, it used to be just for tourists, but now we get them. So how does um how does that work? Obviously, they can. Is it like? The, you know, like the regular trains were like they have a, a number of different types of stops planned out. Yeah. So think of it like in Chicago, we have the kind of can't believe I'm comparing it to this, but can't think of anything else. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the the Metro, mm-hmm. you know, it has like you know, several stops and it does have also like limited express. So I actually forgot to mention this, but uh, the jail rail passes specifically for the Kyushu area. So I can't uh, use it in Honshu or anywhere else. Okay. And there's, in mainland Kyushu, there's maybe seven, eight prefectures. Because it's kind of weird. Okinawa is considered part of Kyushu, even though it's far as hell from, from Kyushu. Uh, hmm. But uh, I really want to get that J-Rail J pass because I really want to hit up Kumamoto because it's on the way up there anyway. Maybe Nagasaki, but they don't have this ready yet, but they will have a, a Shinkansen going to Nagasaki starting this fall in September. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, otherwise, right now, I have to take like a local train. It'd be take about like two hours to get to Nagasaki City. That's really neat. I That's that's amazing when I hear about just transportation, but like expertly planned and done well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get political, but... <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, oh. but, you know... The U.S. is such a card-dependent uh, country; they would never do anything like this. Oh uh, no! Just, um, it's and it's unfortunate. I wish we had a bullet train or something like that, because the damn trick. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's so expensive and it sucks. Right, and I know that the Shinkansen is also you know expensive, but I mean it makes sense for what it you know you're getting out of that trip. <laughs> I would pay for that. Yeah, it feels like luxury compared to <laughs> Amtrak. Yeah, you were saying you had a great experience, well, you know. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I I'm I can't wait to go on it again. <clears throat> anyway, so last night I was watching a movie with a friend on Discord. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's like one of my all-time favorites, but my friend hadn't seen it yet and I've been wanting to show it to him for a long time. Uh but it's called uh, Perfect Blue. I don't know if I know that one. It's a Satoshi Kon movie. Uh, he's excellent. R.I.P. Though he died. Oh. I think 2010. I have to double check here because now we have listeners, so I don't. I, I have to fact check myself. Right. Yeah. You just. You can't be just whipping out those facts willy nilly. No, I can't whip out my willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2010. Yeah. 2010. Put that willy away. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 2010. Oh man, that really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Yeah, even though it's like 12 years ago. That's crazy. Right. So, yeah, Perfect Blue. Uh, we watched it last night, and I was slamming down some Strong Zeros. I think I've talked about Strong Zero before, but do you know what it is? No, what is it? So, it's also known out here as the Gaijin Killer. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Well, obviously not if you're slamming them. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Gaijin that can't be killed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're assimilating a lot faster than you realize, man. Like they're, you know, they're mistaking you for, you know, a native, uh, you know, Japanese person, and you're, you're, you're just, you're consuming <laughs> the gaijin killer. Maybe I'm just a part-time alcoholic. <laughs> so, 
What kind of alcohol is it? So it's basically uh, a mixed drink, uh, ready to go mixed drink, and it's got uh, shochu in it. Oh, that's why. Okay, I've heard so much about shochu and how it just, it's a mixed bag. Like when people like re- try it and react to it. Yeah, and like I would call, <laughs> I would compare the strong zero to maybe like a four loco, just the whole, like <laughs> <laughs> the whole ratchetness of it all. The ratchet. <laughs> oh my God. Is there like a, is there like a, a word that like they would use to describe it? <laughs> Besides, like you know, gaijin killer. <laughs> I'm actually. Ooh, I should. I should ask if there's like. I, I haven't talked to uh, people about about strong zero out here because well, it's strong zero. <laughs> right. They're gonna be like, oh. <laughs> and it still feel it's, it still feels weird to talk about alcohol to people out here, mm-hmm. even though it's not as is um it's weird as it is in the U.S. And uh, an example of this is one time. I was working with a teacher and he had this presentation, this like PowerPoint presentation. And it was an example for kids to to do for an assignment. And, and it's basically like, oh, what do you have for dinner uh, sort of thing? And his example was, this is my dinner. Uh, I like, uh, I think I think he used uh, sukiyaki. And then his drink was like a giant bottle of beer. <laughs> And this is an elementary school, so oh for me, gosh. it's it's so right. So like that's it's so taboo for my Western my Western senses. It, it was just kind of weird, but again, it's not that weird to talk about alcohol. No, it isn't. And I think the relationship with it um, is interesting too because I don't know what the rates are for like underage dr- drinking, but I feel like just like the rest of the world, because they don't treat it like it's something that's forbidden and you you can't ever know anything about it until you are the exact age, I think that younger people don't abuse it the same way or think that they need to like sneak it. It's, it's definitely an interesting relationship. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're like, you know, they're okay with talking about it you know, two younger kids, and it's not a weird thing because, you know, oh, okay, yeah, like, that is something that adults consume. Yeah, I think <laughs> a lot of it, though, like, um, and this is just a theory. I might be stretching it here, but I think the reason why in the U.S., uh, just the kind of the view we have in alcohol, uh, it has, it's kind of rooted in in religion and Christianity and mm. definitely, like, the, I think it's called the Enlightenment era and then the Prohibition era, of course, so, you know, there's still, even though, of course, you know, I, at least I'm not religious, but it's just, it was, it's been such a, the U.S. has been uh, like a religious society in the late, late 19th and early 20th century. And, you know, that view of alcohol, but, oh, it's the devil, blah, blah, blah. So I think right. maybe it's just it really deep rooted in that philosophy. Oh, yeah. All that like Puritan type stuff that like leaks out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I can definitely see that too. Because I don't know, like it in, in the island, it's kind of hard to see, but maybe in the cities or in other parts of Japan, maybe there are people that kind of abuse it. But Japan isn't a religious, it's not a religious country. So, you know, they don't really have that kind of sense to it. Right. Or their their feelings um, as a whole about certain things aren't, aren't going to be similar because of because of like religion, like, you know, playing a factor. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh perfect blue uh yeah we watched that last night <laughs> still talking about the movie <laughs> uh, 
Oh yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's really good. It's like one of my all-time favorite movies, like ever, like ever, ever, ever. What what genre would you um put it in? I would say it's a psychological thriller. Oh okay, it's really good. And there's some things that I I've watched it like many times, and I still managed to like catch new things that I didn't catch the past times that I watched it. It's just like such an incredible movie. I don't want to spoil it or anything, but I'll try to give my best description of the movie without saying too much because uh, it's yeah a really good movie if you haven't watched it i highly 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 recommend it i would even be up to watching it again uh soon so it's that good so anyway uh perfect blue is a movie about a japanese pop idol she's in a pop idol group called cham and she decides she doesn't want to uh, do the pop idol anymore because it doesn't really make that much money uh, at least her group wasn't making that much money and she decides to be an actress instead um, and then some things start to unravel and some things start to happen as she starts to feel doubts about her decision because of the shitty things that happen in the movie industry of course and it's mm. and this movie was made in 1997 and it's kind of crazy how it predicted some things that we have now. There's just instances of online bullies and just creeps online, but it gets it gets crazy because you can't after a certain point you can't tell what's real and what's uh, what's like a dream. Uh, it just kind of starts to spiral mentally. Uh, it, it, you it's like you feel yourself or you see this character like you're you are experiencing this mental distress with this character because you start you yourself start to question what's real and what is a, just a dream oh because it's not very clear just like it's almost like from that perspective and it's probably like the unreliable narrator kind of trope uh, it's it's such a it's so good it's just the way it's edited that uh, is incredible and many movies uh, have used basically some of the cinematography that was used in this movie like a record i'm gonna miss pronounce this Re requiem is that how you said requiem yeah requiem for a dream yep requiem of a dream yeah and yeah uh it was definitely a movie that was heavily inspired by perfect blue at least some of its cinematography yeah because that came out at 2000 right sort of a few years after yeah something like that it was 99 or 2000 that makes sense yeah so. yeah and i believe also black swan the movie with uh What's her name? Uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman yeah. and um, Mila Kunis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can definitely name those two movies off the top of my head that were inspired by Perfect Blue. Oh, that's cool because I did like the psychological aspects of both. So I do love a good thriller. I will have to add that to my list. Yeah, I'll send you some pictures because there's uh, some comparison of the, of the movies where it's like, yep, that's definitely from Perfect Blue. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool where you can like look and go, oh yeah, they 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 made their own shot with this film, but it's basically this shot from <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Perfect Blue. Oh, that's so cool. He's also known from the movie uh Paprika, which I haven't seen yet, uh, but I can't wait to see it cuz people have said how amazing it is. It's so good though. This movie is so good. It gets me every time. I just like every time I go like what the fuck? This is crazy. And my friend, my friend really, really loved it too. So I was really happy because I've been wanting to uh, show this movie to him for a really long time. There was a 4K uh, screening in Chicago, but I didn't get to go to it. Oh, that'd been cool. Yeah, I wish I went. 
Uh, they did one for Akira too, but I did go with my friend uh, to the 4K Akira, and it's uh, it was oh, subtitled too. I wanted to go to the Akira one because that's one of my that's one of my favorites. How how was it? The original Japanese, uh, and and subbed in the big screen. Oh, it was so great, so cool. It was so awesome. And this happened uh, not too not too long before I had to leave to Japan. So maybe like several months, maybe. Yeah, I remember it being pretty recent, um, and I, I wanted to find more info about it, but it just kind of slipped my mind, but that would have been so cool to see. I'm glad you got to experience it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Oh, I, I took a picture of the poster. I almost asked them if I can keep the poster. Like, hey, when, when this is uh, finished, can I keep that? It was, a cool, it was a cool promo poster outside. Oh, man, you should have. Maybe they just would have. Yeah, true. But I was like, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Nobody look at me. Don't look at me. But yeah, Perfect Blue, please, please watch it. I will watch it with you too. Like, it's such a phenomenal movie. Like, oh, it gives just, at first, you don't know where it's going. And then you're like, oh, fuck, what's happening? Oh, fuck, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I ask myself every day. Wow, this is great. This is just like my life. <laughs> yeah, so it's meant to be. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. It's a study of me. (laughs) It does sound very interesting, though. I would love to check it out. Yes, uh, please do. Uh, Also, I want to watch Paprika. These are also all available to rent on Amazon Prime, by the way, just for anyone that wants to watch these movies that haven't watched them. Or if you have watched them, uh, please let us know. Like uh, like and subscribe and let us know in the comments. Follow us on uh, Twitter. And uh, I don't know. Do we have a Twitter? (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually... (laughs) I was speaking to somebody else who has a podcast. You know, we're trying to expand our brand. Right now, we have Instagram. That's really all the social media we have for Gaijin Bento. But someone suggested we should have Twitter. And I'm like, oh, no. But it will it will bring in some views, I'm sure, because it's Twitter. But Twitter, yeah. <laughs> not a fan. I don't even have a personal Twitter account. Yeah, I... If I do, I don't even remember the login. That's just how much I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I hate the Twitter culture. I mean, just like Facebook is terrible too, but just social media. I don't know. Right. You, when you when you heard that, when, uh, when they were like, oh yeah, you should do Twitter. In the back of your mind, were you like, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> yeah, actually, basically, that was exactly how I felt. <laughs> And then, and then he said, followed by that, he just read my mind and he says, the negotiations were short. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but he's, he's been great. Uh, so I'm actually going to plug him in the podcast because he's been uh, sharing all my posts on his Instagram, like all the Gaijin Bento posts. And so he's been a cool guy. Uh, he's been doing his podcast for over a year. So he's, he's a pro now. Oh yeah, look at that. We're uh we're getting noticed by the pros. Yeah, we got a senpai guy. in our hands. Yes, yes. Well we absolutely have to give him a shout out. Yeah, so uh yeah. Uh the name of the podcast is Meet Wheat Podcast. So that's meat like M E E T. Uh Wheat W H E A T if you don't know how to spell wheat. <laughs> so Meet Wheat Podcast. He talks about a lot of internet kind of memes and stuff and it's fun to listen to. I've listened to many of his episodes and it's kind of incredible. He, he only, it's only himself for me. You know, I needed a, I needed a co-host. And that's why I asked you because I'm just 
not an I'm not in a an interesting person on my own. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are, but I can understand how it can be tough to figure out how to like do certain things with just you. And I'm sure you would have had like, you know, you would have figured it out and you would have had a, you know, a great, a great show, a great podcast. But there's something about having somebody else to just bounce responses, you know, back and forth and, and actually have a dialogue with. Yeah, I feel like that works best with uh, for me. So kudos to him. So again, that's the Meet Wheat podcast. And yeah, he talks about, you know, just kind of Internet stuff. Uh, he, he He's pretty good at just kind of coming up with things on the spot. So he's awesome. Check him out. He's on Instagram. I think he's got a Twitter because <laughs> he's yeah he's the one that told me got a Twitter and I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, the talent though to be able to you know to not be sick of yourself and <laughs> make good content. So yeah, um, a round of applause all around for him. Oh, yeah, seriously, like the moment I wake up, I'm already sick of myself. So you know, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over the. I'm over myself today. <laughs> Oh my god! Could you imagine if if you were just it was just you because you already don't like hearing yourself <laughs> speak whenever we record. You just toggle off the options so you're not like having your voice in the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like the worst part of editing. This is that I have to hear myself talk and like look at this idiot. This sounds like an <laughs> idiot. Oh my god! You're so hard on yourself. <laughs> it's like he's like look at this guy existing on this plane we call Earth. Ugh, disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I think if I had to listen to my own voice for very, uh, for like, you know, long periods of time, I would probably slowly become insane. So, um, I am forever grateful that you are the one that primarily does the editing. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit more numb to my voice now. <laughs> you know, we're on episode five, so it's not it's not uh it's not as painful as it was. But sometimes I'll catch myself saying or just sounding silly, like your butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're like, is that is that really what I sound like? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I was also yesterday. I was also watching rewatching some Sailor Moon. Oh yes! Uh, did you start from the beginning, or were you just kind of browsing? Uh, so I had been watching like maybe like a couple of years ago on Hulu. I had well, I was watching uh, season one, so I got through season one and half of season two. So I just picked up where I left off, and I just finished season two. That's awesome! How many seasons are there? I believe five. Oh. Yeah. So I, um, of like the OG. Yeah. Yeah. At least the OG. Because I don't. Did they reboot it? I believe so. I think it was called uh, Sailor Moon Crystal, but let me double check. Because oh. I know there were some movies, too, that came out. So I, may, I might be getting confused with the titles of the movies, but I believe, yeah, uh, it's Sailor Moon Crystal. It's on, apparently it's on uh, Netflix. I thought I saw it oh, on Hulu. Awesome. But, <laughs> I haven't watched well, I that watch- one yet. Most of my anime on Hulu because I just I'm sick of Netflix only having like parts of the series or sometimes even just one season of a show that has like five plus seasons. It's like, are you, you ever going to get the other ones? Like, <laughs> no, 
now. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I just Hulu. I don't even mind having to wait a day like um, anything, anything that was I was watching while it was airing. I was like, I know they're going to have it the next day and it's they're going to have both the subs and dubs. And this is just so much easier. Yeah. Hulu rules. They have all kinds. They, they also have a lot of OG uh, animated series like they have some of my all time favorites that actually weren't really popular in the U.S. So, you know, I lived in Mexico as well. There's some anime that was really popular over there that didn't really quite make it out here, and they're all available on Hulu, so it's pretty cool. Do you have any uh, examples of ones that were like more popular in Mexico? Yeah, so there's one called uh, Ranma One Half, and okay. it's, it was really popular in Mexico, but I think it only made it into an OVA out, out here in the U.S. I have to check, I believe so. But yeah, it's uh, so this um, series was made uh, by uh, Rumiko Takahashi. And she made uh, some pretty prominent anime. Her first real big one was uh, called uh, Urusei Yatsura, which is about a an alien girl that arrives in Japan and or on Earth. She like falls in love with some human. I don't know a ton about it, uh, but I know it's like a romantic comedy thing. If you've seen you've seen this character uh, Lum, she was like considered to be like the first anime waifu. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet I bet you I do then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so she she made uh, that uh, Urusiyatsura Danma, and more notably, she made uh, Inuyasha. Oh yes, I love Inuyasha. Yeah, but yeah, Danma is also kind of a romance comedy. I don't I don't know if it would work quite well in a modern audience. Uh, the premise is basically uh, uh, it's a guy or Danma and his dad. They're training in China. And they fall into like a cursed pond and they're turned into, and there's like different ponds for what, you, what curse can land on you. So you, and you, <laughs> and you transform into something else and, and Nanma falls into a pond where you get transformed into a girl and his dad falls into one where he, he turns into a panda. What? <laughs> so the way interesting it, premise. Yeah. And the way it works is he can go back to his guy self temporarily if he uh, splashes uh, hot water or he he's in hot water but a uh, cold water turns him back into a girl and same with his dad uh like you know if you splash him with hot water he's back into a human but if you splash him with cold water he turns into a panda yeah that's that's very interesting i'm yeah i'm not quite sure how that would <laughs> that would work now but although uh, although after you know at first like nanma doesn't well of course doesn't want to be a girl but he grows to kind of accept it after a while and it's kind of i i really enjoyed it but yeah i don't know if it would how well it would go, but actually, my first anime waifu was was from that uh, from that series. Her name's uh, Shampoo. Ooh. She, she, I had a I had a crush on her back in the day. So yeah, Danma uh, was really popular. There was another one called uh, Saint Seiya. It was super super popular in uh, Mexico. I think I that one sounds familiar. I think I know what that is. I might have to look that up. There's like a ton of. Of spinoffs on Netflix, I know that, so maybe you've seen it on there too. And Captain Tsubasa as well, which is which makes sense because it's a soccer anime and <laughs> soccer Mexico. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I don't no, care no, no. that you broke your elbow. <laughs> Please. Oh, oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I do recognize Saint Seiya because, um, do you know those um those video games where they combine like a bunch of popular um like uh, anime characters like J Stars? Ah, uh, yeah. 
yeah. and like those fighting games. Yes, I um I remember playing one of them, and there was definitely characters from Saint Seiya because I recognize like the the costuming and like their armor. Yeah, it's a very popular series. I mean, outside of the U.S., <laughs> didn't really quite make it in the U.S. So uh, I remember watching it in Mexico, but I remember not really that into it. Especially, you know, Dragon Ball Z so going on. Oh, yeah. There's another one. Right, Sailor Moon was popular, though, too, in Mexico. Pokemon was popular. I'm trying to think of another one. I know those are, like, the three big ones that I used to actually really uh, watch all the time. Oh, uh, Slayers, too. There's a show called Slayers. And it's inspired by, like, Dragon Quest and those types of JRPG. Uh, I remember that being quite popular in Mexico, for at least for some time. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah, the, usually like the, the Latin American dubs of the anime were actually really good from what I remember. I, I remember enjoying watching a lot of them. They did a good job. I wonder if their voice actors just, you know, did a did more studying. <laughs> and like it was just a much more faithful adaptation and in general, like the dialogue was much, much more faithful. You know, they kept all the original soundtrack and they did like the Spanish versions of the openings and, and endings but it was still they still i believe used the originals for the most part they used like the original uh original soundtracks uh, so it was very 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 faithful and no censorship like there was in the u.s oh yeah so no so no lollipops instead of uh <laughs> instead of cigarettes and oh wasn't there one with pokemon where like james has a gun or like someone's holding a gun but like they either edited that out or like they don't air that episode <laughs> Yeah, there's also another one with James where he's got some oh, tickled yes. bitties. <laughs> oh man, James, get get you get you a team rocket member who can do both. Like, James, damn James, <laughs> your tickled bitties. <laughs> Dan, James, your bobbies. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh yeah. I would if if you speak Spanish, I would recommend watching those. <laughs> I don't know how much Spanish I remember, um, so I'll probably be just as lost. But, you know, I I still appreciate, like, the tone of voice. Like, even if I have to, like, follow along and read, um, if the voice just matches what's happening and, like, it really feels like it's connecting with the characters, I don't have to understand it the same level as, like, a native speaker. Like, I can tell, like, yes, this this fits, this works, this is very well done. Yeah, maybe I can dig up some clip later. <laughs> oh, heck <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Sorry, there's a lot of Palpatine today <laughs> coming out yeah, of this. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> yeah, if you're, uh, I don't know if uh, listeners are Star Wars fans. Every time you hear a no or do it, that's a good old Palpatine reference. Or sometimes even just like a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Senate. I am. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always make that joke now um, because we, what was it? Like a, a week ago, it was, um, I think last Tuesday, it was, or actually, or two Tuesdays ago, it was the Ides of March. So anybody that cares about, you know, Julius Caesar, or Shakespeare, or whatever, you know, you're going to have all your, you know, your Caesar memes. So what I've been saying to people in recent years was, do you think it was before or after he got stabbed by his friends that Caesar went, I am the Senate? <laughs> that's a good question. It was probably, that's probably what got him stabbed is when he's yeah, like, yeah right that's what i'm thinking <laughs> was like, i am rome and then you went to go stabby. right they were like no you're not 
<laughs> oh, no, you ain't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they, they got him with the old stabby, and he was like, no. <laughs> God, Julius Caesar is actually a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's why Brutus was like, guys, I'm, I'm 100% positive we have to kill him. And if it's true, then that means he's going to come back in a really bad uh, sequel series later in Rome. So stay tuned, Rome. Yeah, it's like the the rise of Augustus or something. <laughs> and then and then I'm going to be like, Julius Caesar is back again for some reason. Or what's that really bad line? And uh, Somehow Julius yeah, somehow, Caesar returned. Yeah, so, somehow <laughs> Julius Caesar has returned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then... Oh man, I'm trying to think of who would be like the like the Kylo Ren. I don't I don't remember all the political figures during then. Um, but we just got to reach out through the the Roman force and just be like, "I'm your mom." <laughs> I can, I can just like imagine that's that's they use that line in the pitch meeting. Like J.J. Abrams went up to uh, the studio and he's like, "All right, what you got for uh, the final?" episode here he's like all right so jj abram sits down he's like all right get this somehow palpatine has returned and then and then everyone clapped yeah they just stood up they clapped there was a standing ovation and the the film was just greenlit from there yep and there was episode nine but like seriously how when i watched the trailer and i heard the palpatine laugh and like oh this is gonna be shit (laughs) <laughs> yeah like w- when they when that was like their way of saying like oh guess you didn't die and i was like oh that's so fun why is he back <laughs> how and like why why i mean i love palpatine he's my homeboy but right like like they were already killing off well i don't know like if, if Carrie was still alive, I don't know if they actually would kill her character off. But I, I feel like that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to basically have, like, three iconic figures from the originals and being like, okay, well, their time is up now, and we're going to then prop up these new heroes. Well, I guess that just... That wasn't interesting enough, so we had to bring back, you know, lightning, Mc, you know, McLightning pants. <laughs> Mr. Poopy man himself <laughs> it was just like oh yay i'm so glad that this conveniently uh ties in <laughs> the sith lord controlling everything behind the scenes yep yeah, of course such a lazy writing i mean he was uh, basically wow. doing damage control that for that uh for the final episode nine but Really? And it was just like, oh, wow, how convenient that you just were doing everything behind the scenes, exactly how you're telling us in this very um, exposition-heavy scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Palpatine's just like, yes, it was all me. I was the one that did it. <laughs> and then and then, Kylo uh, Ren was just like, oh, oh. And then Kylo Ren clapped. <laughs> he did. <laughs> And then I was like, and then Ray was like, dang, I, I want to be a Palpatine. <laughs> Meet the Palpatines. <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> it's like, I had such high hopes for like that sequel series. Like I enjoyed The Force Awakens. I mean, I know that, you know, when The Force Awakens came out, it was like around the time when we first met. 
So, you know, we, oh, were, yeah. we were on that Star Wars train at that time. Oh, my God, we were. So, you know, I think that's what really, like, we bonded over first. Well, I think... That and Trivium. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I had my <laughs> I had my Trivium hoodie on, and you saw my Trivium hoodie. I was just like, oh, man, this guy loves uh, power death metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Trivium's fun. I, I enjoy them. So I was like, all right, this guy, this guy knows some good music, I hope. So, <laughs> and then you immediately played Death Grips. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay, I, I'm leaving by, I'm transferring I was schools. like, ooh, I need to rethink this friendship. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm transferring departments for this reason. <laughs> That's the real reason why I didn't have the heart to tell you guys. I, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I really enjoyed Force Awakens too, and I don't I don't care what people say. I didn't mind the fact that it was very similar to New Hope. I thought that was the whole point was that you know it w- it had been a good a good while you know between films. It had been um about ten years from um Revenge of the Sith, and even longer, you know, like twenty some or thirty some from like when you know, a new hope came out. So of course it's going to have a lot of parallels, a lot of, you know, kind of callback things and it will be a bit fan servicey, but I still thought it was very fun and I really enjoyed, you know, the journey. Yeah. It was, it was just a fun movie and it was just, I remember how much hype there was in being so excited for a new star Wars movie. Cause I, I watched, uh, you know, the revenge of the Sith in, in theaters. And I remember, I mean, I was really little, but I was so excited. And then there was just so much hype because, you know, it's Star Wars. And then, you know, the sequels uh, come out and it's still so much hype. Like I was working at, you know, at Disney at, t- at the time. So, you know, of course there was a ton of hype there because it was their first movie with Disney. Like it was, yes. I, I remember like the Disney stories in Chicago, like there was like a huge like TV um like like event going on and i won that kylo ren lightsaber toy that's how i got actually i didn't win it someone who actually went to the event uh uh, won it and then she was like actually i don't really care for star wars here you go so i got yeah so i got the kylo ren uh lightsaber toy uh from that just a flex she was like i don't really care he was like yeah he's like i want to know what am i supposed to do with this thing i'm in grown adults (laughs) oh that's so cool um, is it like, uh, was it one of the ones that have like sound too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you have the one where it sounds like, like yeah. just like garbage disposal because the <laughs> lightsaber is broken. Yeah. And it would like scare my cat. So I would always <laughs> kind of mess with him. I'd be like, and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, okay. So about your cats, um, you you might know this, but for anybody who is interested in like sound effects, because that's like my big thing with like sound editing. I love doing like effects. Um, so one of the things that they did for lightsabers because um they try, especially for characters that um are like main characters in the series, they try to give everybody a distinct lightsaber sound so it doesn't sound like the exact same thing, you know, when they are clashing. So hmm. for Kylo Ren's, because his is supposed to be very unique and distinct and it's made with like a cracked kyber crystal so it is going to sound off um they also used the sound of a cat purring as what they layered in with like the distortion so if you listen close enough you can kind of still hear it ah that i can i can hear it i can i can see that that's really cool i remember in in columbia we we were doing like a video a small video production uh unit 
we talked a lot about Star Wars and just how incredible the sound design was. Just like like the TIE Fighters. It sounds like the John Wilhelm scream. Like, Rah! Oh my God, I do. I'm, <laughs> I forget. Did I have you do <laughs> TIE Fighter screams for one of my, yeah, for one of my sound art projects. I just had you shriek. <laughs> <laughs> I shriek a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian can make a plethora of of interesting noises. So there was one time I just literally said, "Hey, man, can I just record you for like three minutes?" And you were like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got some we got some really good stuff uh, in that session. So yeah, can I just record you existing? <laughs> just got some ridiculous sounds out of me just vibing. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about, and then we set you up, and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like a Japanese when weeb podcast, but I love me talking about Star Wars. Oh yeah. And um when we were talking just, you know, the other day, um Star Wars has a, a pretty big presence in Japan, though too. I mean, like we've said before, so much of it is is uh in, was influenced by just eastern yeah. culture and philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. So, take take that rewind it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like um do do you see a lot of like um like star wars uh like things whether it's like just like themed or like merchandise yeah especially like in the cities you'll see if you go to like a store that sells like figures and manga you'll definitely see a lot of star wars stuff even like there's this uh grocery store and department store here and i've seen like star wars models like like tie fighters and kind of like those types of vehicles so yeah it's definitely it's definitely got a presence here that's really neat i, I miss I'm, i can't like i don't know where i was going with that but the one star wars movie i like the modern mo- movie that i still really enjoy is rogue one so that's still oh yes it's got like a evangelion feel at the end so i'm like hell yeah <laughs> oh, of course of course that's definitely one of my favorites. I, I, it's really hard choosing a favorite, um, because there's a few that I feel like kind of like for me share that spot. But I do whenever I talk about like how I would rank them, I really do think that like Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars film, and it's crazy because it isn't even centered around like Jedi or Sith. Really, it's not even about like the damn Skywalker family. No, yeah, <laughs> which everything else is. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I re- I recently rewatched it, maybe like a month ago, and I'm like, yeah, I still like this movie. It's it's great. Not just because I'm not gonna say it. I'm like, I was I almost spoiled the ending. Uh- I just <laughs> just if you've watched Evangelion, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. But that's all. That's all I have to say. You know, I actually watched Rogue One on the way to Japan when I went to visit. Uh, I watched a couple of movies because you know it's like a 13 hour flight. So I watched Doctor Strange. Which I will get into that another time, but um, I watched Doctor Strange because I refused to pay money to go see that because I really don't care for Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, sorry, anybody that is a, a Sherlock fan or whatever. But um, so I watched that, and then I watched Rogue One. But because I've already seen it, um, I decided to watch it in Japanese, and oh, uh, I really liked it. Oh, interesting! Mm-hmm. I've never thought about watching. Was it like the movie? The, so you watched the Japanese dub? Yeah, I watched oh. the, the Japanese dub. Oh, interesting. Maybe I should do that for like, I should do that for some movies, but I feel like it'd be kind of weird 
but I can imagine the voice acting was great. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it takes a little getting used to, especially if, like, you're super used to, like, you know, hearing the voices of, like, the the actors that are in it. But, um, you know, Japanese voice actors really do. Um, they, you know, they just, they have that that extra, like, studying of their craft that I feel like it goes that that extra, extra mile. Not to say that, you know, other voice actors aren't good at what they do, but I feel like it's probably way easier if you're trained a certain way to then go and and do a very good performance, even though you're not the one who's actually, like, physically acting in that scene. The only thing that would kind of probably get me is the fact that, you know, they're, they're not, you know, the actors aren't Japanese, so you see, like... Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there are any Japanese actors. I know Donnie Yen is Chinese, and um, so there are some Asian actors in it, but I don't know if any are um are Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's a so it's a lot of like American and British actors <laughs> with Japanese voices, <laughs> right? With Japanese voices, <laughs> so like, I can imagine like Spider Man. It's like a really deep, villainous Japanese voice. Oh my god, that would be amazing! <laughs> Especially if it was like Tom Holland Spider Man, because he he like he's like the one that looks like the closest to being like Peter Parker's like teenage, you know, age. So that would be so funny. <laughs> Hearing that. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man. Like, what, what would he say in Japanese? <sighs> Like, even something, like, good, like, him just, like, you know, I'm your friendly neighborhood, you know, like, spider friend. I, like, how do you say spider in Japanese? Like, it would be, like, because if you were to say spider friend, like, you would say, like, tomodachi no... Uh, uh spider is, I believe, kumo. Kumo? I kumo. <laughs> kumo. Maybe, I guess if you were, were to directly translate Spider-Man, it would be, like, kumo no toko, <laughs> or something like that. Kumo no toko. <laughs> yeah, kumo no toko. It's like super deep. Oh god. And you're like, here high schooler. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my god, what what happened to Tommy? (laughs) Tommy Holland. Or even like if Toby Maguire had that voice. Honestly, all of them don't like not that they have like high pitched voices, but like that deep voice doesn't really fit any of the Spider-Man actors like toby or andrew garfield <laughs> yeah so i think it'd be pretty comical <laughs> for all of them what was what's like a good anime villain that has just like that really deep voice and just uh, just sounds really evil uh, oh we're like a good anime villain okay um mm, i should know this i should know this um acnologia in fairy tale i know does but that's because it's like an actual like dragon oh. um <laughs> Uh, all for one in my hero academia does um i know i know you haven't seen that though so it's not really a good um one let me think let me think did you watch um like naruto at all i've watched some some of it yeah orochimaru doesn't really have a, a deep voice necessarily oh is that the snake guy yeah it's more of like a it just sounds sinister but it's not like super deep i wouldn't think it's kind of like when i think of like muzan even like even his voice isn't like deep but it's like the the way that it works with his character and like the voice actor it's just like you're supposed to be scared of him (laughs) 
He do be sounding spooky, though. He's spooky. A spooky boy. <laughs> <laughs> spooky lads rise up. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Oh, man. And now I'm thinking of who has like a... There's so many characters have deep voices. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to think of all my all my shows that I watch. Oh, um, again, <laughs> you probably haven't really watched One Piece because it doesn't really seem like it's your thing, but there's a bunch of villains that have deep voices on One Piece. Oh, I, I think I've heard it. There's a... So when I didn't have internet, I would just, you know, of course, watch public television and One Piece comes out on Sunday mornings. So... I was just watching it passively, but yeah, I definitely heard some deep voices in there. So yeah, that makes sense. I, I would, and it, and it interested me when I was watching it because I was watching it for several weeks. So I started to kind of get what was going on, sort of, but not really. Oh, uh, <laughs> and there was That's like so some funny. there was like some cool scenes that like, all right, that was that was cool. Uh, but it's just like there's so much content that I'd have to watch. Like it's over a thousand episodes now, and I just yeah, I don't have time for that, you know. I would recommend, and this is what I'm going to be doing too, I think to get caught up, I would recommend reading it. Like if you if you did want to start from the beginning, I I would say right now, if you're just trying to like get through the story and like get caught up, don't even worry about watching it. You can always go back and watch fight scenes that were interesting. Um, I would, I would definitely would recommend reading it cause you'll get through it a lot faster. And, um, you know, I think all, you know, like the mostly important parts are going to be the, the manga. Um, a lot of times they, you know, they over embellish things to just, you know, just a stall and just for the sake of it, but, you know, read it. And then if you, you know, you think, oh, wow, this would be really fun to watch. Then, you know, find that arc and, you know, watch the few episodes and go right back to the book. <laughs> My God, that sounds like so much work, but I know I it is a lot of work. It. But <laughs> oh my God! Oh yeah, but that's uh, that's that's not a bad strategy of doing. But but yeah, it's still it's still even reading it though. Like that's gonna be a lot, but I think it'll you'll save a lot of time, um, because just you know reading versus watching. Um, sometimes a fight is only so many pages. Yeah. Um, because they're not they're not gonna draw out an entire fight scene. Um, and they leave that to when they animate it. True. But then the, uh, I guess then after that, if I see like a cool fight scene in the manga, then I can just watch the animated version of it. Cause it's like, I mean, those fight scenes can be really cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, like all the, um, the demon slayer ones, like without giving stuff away, like now that I've you know, read everything. I'm like so hyped for all the fight scenes that are that are gonna come. Uh, you know, with each season. Oh yeah, how many times did you nut? <laughs> like so many, at least one <laughs> per arc. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay okay I mean, okay you got my okay, interest okay. <laughs> i mean like so like again like a little like a little hint so next season we have the m squad so the two hashira that we're going to be focusing on are muichiro the mist hashira and then mitsuri the love hashira so we already know mitsuri is my waifu so <laughs> <laughs> so i was just like ooh. <laughs> what's she gonna do yeah i think a lot of fans have been waiting uh, for her so so it's exciting that she'll be showing up in this arc. Yes, she and her bobbies. Yeah, her and her <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I am I'm really excited to see more of um uh, Muchiro in um 
the anime as well because I don't know, sometimes whenever they write characters that are so like aloof but so talented, because he's supposed to be like one of the youngest Hashira ever. He's actually younger than um, I think uh, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and um, Inosuke, but he's just so good that he became Hashira so quickly. But he just is very distracted and very aloof. So he's like one of those characters that's like, he was OP, so they had mm. to find a way to kind of like knock him down a little bit so he's not like so OP. <laughs> it's like, hey, take it easy there, bud. Right. They're like, Hell. okay, you're going to be like really strong, and really talented, but we got to, we got to make you a little ditzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's the ditzy one. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> All right, so we're reaching the one-hour mark, so uh, we're going to do something different. So I'm sure we've been talking a lot about Weep stuff, a lot of Star Wars stuff, so we're going to escape from that for a bit uh, at the end here. So it's kind of funny. This is kind of what gave me the idea to want to start a podcast, just because I thought these jokes were so stupid that, that I wanted to share it with people. (laughs) By, and so I started an entire ass podcast <laughs> with you. Wow. So th- so I'm going to read uh, a, what I call a bad jokes list. So my sense of humor is, and we were just talking about this uh, before the recording, but just how my sense of humor is at the level of junior high school student because I laugh at everything the junior high school students say, I th- and I think they're hilarious. So I know where my humor is, <laughs> but also I really enjoy those jokes that just have no punchline. And it's really more like a statement of fact <laughs> or just kind of catches you off guard and it makes people angry. And I like making people angry sometimes. <laughs> so I find it funny personally. So I will read these jokes in, in, uh, in a Norm McDonald uh, impression. Do you know who Norm McDonald is? I feel like I should. <laughs> that? He was in uh, SNL back in the late 90s. And he also, if you know of the Fairly Odd Parents, he voiced uh, Norm the Genie. So, you know, Norm. <laughs> oh, so they literally just gave him. <laughs> okay, I do know who that is. Yeah, so Norm. You, you, you know his voice. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. He he died uh, not too long ago. Um, and, yeah, and I thought he was really really f- funny, funny guy. There was one point in time where I almost wanted to do stand up comedy, uh, but I chickened out. But he was a guy that uh, really inspired me. Him and Bill Burr are some of my favorite comedians. But anyway, yeah. So I will do this then in his honor. A bad jokes list uh, reading. I won't do a ton. So. Here we go. Ready? I, I am ready. Okay, ready? <coughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> what did one stranger say to the other? What? Nothing. They don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Next. <laughs> Back in 1980, I fell off my bike, twisted my foot, and hurt my knee. I'm telling you this now because there was no social media in the 80s. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> that sounds like some boomer like yeah. humor, which is why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Oh, okay. Here, here we go. You know you're a true 90s kid 
when you look at your birth certificate and it says you that you were born between 1990 and 1999. <laughs> yes, that is how, how 90s works. <laughs> uh, what's worse than finding a worm in your apple? What? Being robbed. <laughs> that, that, that one's my personal favorite. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, I got another one for you. Do you know what's odd? What's odd? Every other number. <laughs> you. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, now I'll end. I'll end it with this one. Okay. Uh, I broke my finger last week. On the other hand, I'm okay. Hey, you know what? I, I do like some wordplay. <laughs> that was good. All right. And that concludes the bad jokes uh, reading. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, everyone give Brian a round of applause. Don't clap. That was... <laughs> I'm going to be the opposite of Jeb Bush. Please don't clap. <laughs> Please don't clap. <laughs> All right. No clapping. Please. 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 So anyway, uh, yeah, that wraps up this episode as well so thank you again sage for another thank awesome you, episode Brian. uh so last episode i mentioned that uh i was going to put in our email at the description for spotify apple podcasts but i have no idea how to do it uh, i don't think you can so i'm just gonna spell it out for you so if you have any kind of questions uh towards us or any stories that you'd like to share uh, whether it's anime related or if you visited Japan and you have like a funny story, uh, please email us at gaijinbento at gmail.com. And again, gaijinbento at gmail.com. So pretty easy. It's just a name. I was able to score in just the simple, you know, our name and that's it. So hell yeah. Uh, and we also have Instagram. So follow us on Instagram, please. Uh, we do have uh, the link to all our uh, all our streaming services that we have that we're on available, uh, and I believe I should also have the email in our Instagram. But if not, it's gaijinbento at gmail dot com. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you, Sage. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time, later, skaters. Be good.